With us, Kathy and Russ Jones. But before I'm going to let you talk, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, we're going to begin with Marilyn, one of our marketing experts. And uh, tell us why Marilyn was instrumental for you in particular. In coming to Holly Creek? Mm -hmm. Oh, she's just great. I mean, she's so upbeat and friendly and knowledgeable and and uh, it was How great did she working with her with your location she showed us we're in one of the cottages and she showed us our cottage and because we were moving here with two dogs i loved the location right next to some a side yard and easy access to walking with the dogs so she kind of knew what it was like to have a dog and net two dogs really two big dogs so she was really helpful to you well we've got to find out more about <laughs> you both and about the dogs now we've seen you out walking with beautiful golden retrievers but how did you get involved you're really more than just dog owners you are dog supporters in many ways tell us about your well now right now tell us the dog you have now our present dog is keeper keeper jones and he's a golden retriever um he uh, was a we adopted him through a rescue group that we're very involved with Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies. That's G-R-R-R, -R -R, just known as Gur. Gur. And we refer to it as Gur. And okay. so he's a Gur dog, and um, he was what they called a puppy mill dog. Had kind of a uh, a bad background, but um, he he was a very very timid soul when we adopted him. But he has come so far. He still has a timid personality and temperament but he's just come so far now he will approach people and and accept loving and he, he's learned that that's great stroking is is wonderful and well he I didn't even oh, I have to say that uh, keeper came to talk <laughs> to be with you when you were talking to us yesterday I never heard anything from keeper he was gentle stayed in a sitting position, you're just laying down for a lo long time, but you do, you know something about his background. You're guessing, or did you? F we do know Keeper's background. Okay. He, for, Keeper uh, turned eight years old in July. We've had him just three years, but his first five years, he was a breeder dog, a commercial breeder dog, and those the dogs that have that bad fortune are not um, not socialized. They're not loved. They're not. They're just kept to breed as much as they can. And um, and then when he was five years old, he was sort of past his peak, mm -hmm. and, and so he was sold to an auction. And our 
rescue group got him and brought him back from Missouri. So did you just happen to get a golden, or do you, did you have a preference for this breed of dog? Keeper is our 10th golden tenth retriever. Golden. We've had 10 over 45 years. And so we've had single dogs and pairs, and a few times we've had three at a time. And uh, we just love the breed and, and their personality. And uh, Well, tell us the difference between a rescue dog and um, what is the, a therapy dog? or Well... A rescue dog is any dog that has to be rehomed. He's so he ha so he or she has had at least two homes, um, and then a therapy dog is a dog that goes through specialized training and and even gets certified, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, is on. I don't know if they're licensed or not, but they're approved to go into hospitals or nursing facilities. And, and we've had that happen here at Holly Creek, I believe, in the suites. I think so. And, and Keeper has come over here to join us in the in the uh, desk by the concierge. Yes. Is well, Keeper a good friend of the... We're working with Becky uh, in the volunteer program, and we try to bring Keeper over here uh, once a week or so. And we will take him into the main lobby and the concierge area, and very often, and he's a, a big hit with the staff also. Oh. If uh, Nora will come out if she realizes Keeper's here, and um, whoever is at the desk will come around and, and love on him. So he's, you know, he, he loves it, and uh, he's kind of a magnet there in the lobby. And then we will also go into the... Um, assisted living suites too in the lobby there and I think a lot of people really um, identify with him and and want to touch him well, that was the way it was with us Sandy wasn't it when we just yep. couldn't keep our hands off of him <laughs> he's a really a lovable dog um, now if a person would like to have a rescue dog and a friend of yours or someone that you might know would ask you that what would you tell them well, there are various rescue organizations. Ours uh, focuses on golden retrievers and golden mixed dogs. Um, and Gur uh, is very careful about adopting out dogs. There's a, a process that people have to go through. Um, we have a website, and that's a good place so to go. So the name of your website is Gur. The, the name of the uh, website is www.goldenrescue.com. Okay. And that's an excellent place to start looking uh, for people and to, for people to learn about us and, and how, how we adopt dogs. Now, tell us this. Uh, is this the place in Arvada that we spoke about yesterday? Phoebe's yeah. place or... Yes, Phoebe's place was named. Um, we had a very generous donor that allowed us to really purchase the Phoebe's place property, and that was the name of a golden retriever that he had lost. And he is a member of GUR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, and um, 
it's a, it's a five-acre property in Arvada near uh, Indiana and West 72nd Avenue. Um, it's just a perfect place. Uh, there's a residence there, and we have a, a caretaker that is actually lives on the is property. Is she the dog whisperer? Yes. Um, our caretaker, Mary, uh, we refer to her as our dog whisperer because she is just so good with these dogs. And, um, you know, at night, um, she'll have several on her her bed in her bedroom. Well, how many dogs do you have there, usually? Like maybe 15 or so uh, on the property. And they're, they're basically treated like house dogs. I'm trying to picture this, 15 dogs roaming around the house. And but there are accessory buildings and oh, sure. areas. Uh -huh. uh, we have some uh, artificial turf areas, which are great because it saves water. Mm -hmm. And um, we also do to very generous donors. And um, it's just a very complete facility, and uh, it's 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 perfect for our operations. So can c people come there and look at the dogs, and if they're interested in having one, um, or how appointments are set up? It's all by appointment, mm -hmm. and um, if people make an appointment, have an appointment to <clears throat> to meet one or more dogs, expecting that they will adopt that. They need to bring everyone in that lives in the house with them. So all the people in the house and any other pets are are to come too. So they can all meet and greet and see how everybody likes one another and gets along. And I think you had said something about children, uh, probably at least eight years old, because these That's are rescue dogs. They're not like new little puppies that have not. That's exactly right. Okay. Yes. And Mary, uh, you had talked about her being on Channel 9 before you, she, you even knew who she was. Yes. How um, was she recognized? She was the 9 News Volunteer of the Year um, back in 2008 or 9, something like that. Or even uh, earlier. And the uh, Phoebe House has been there since... Pardon? How long has Phoebe House been? Phoebe's, um, we, bought, we purchased the property in 2011. Okay, so this so is we've been there about 12 and a half years now. So she's been a volunteer for oh, a, a long, long time. Long time. She's, she's perfect for your She's she's wonderful. And she lives there around the clock. That's her home. That's right. her home. Well, you're so lucky to have her. <laughs> we, we are. We are. We are and she can Indeed. um okay, and this happens uh not that seldomly uh We'll get a, a female uh, surrender, and then we find out she's pregnant, and Mary is able to uh, whelp the puppies um, right there and uh, get them adopted when they're old enough. And, I mean, just not many people have those skills. She must be a little sad when she sees her favorite dogs leaving. <laughs> Very much. But, um, Russ, tell us what a surrender dog is. Well, um, every... We, we, um, every dog that is turned into us, so to speak, or that we pick up at an auction or anything, we get a, a surrender form, which is a, a legal document that, that says that that dog is now, um, Gurr's dog. And, uh, so it's, it's, uh, we, we want the legal right to have that dog, and we, and we have the. And you, being an attorney, can handle these. That, yep. That's part of my part of what is you to, do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I helped prepare the adoption agreement and the surrender agreement and day-to-day -day legal matters. Um, 
uh, insurance, contracts, that sort of thing. That's I, very important. And uh, Kathy, you have another aspect in this sorting out of the dogs. Well, I got involved in um, kind of developing an after program for, for adopters. Until a few years ago, people would come and adopt a dog, and when they would leave with their dog, there wouldn't be any further connection with Gur. And so now, after a dog is adopted, we, we reach out and contact those people, usually twice uh, during that first year. And part of uh, one of the perks of adopting a dog from us is that you're a member of Gur, and you can come to our event parties like our Halloween party that we just had last Saturday. I, I'm wondering how this works. A Halloween party? <laughs> Tell us. on Saturday and um, all members and their dogs are invited although we have to limit it to larger dogs. If there are any small dogs in the family it's not real safe for them to come. Mm -hmm. But anyway people and their dogs come Everyone is encouraged to dress in costume, and a, there are just a lot of very clever people out there who coordinate costumes with their dogs. And the dogs come in costume too. Yes, oh. and Goldens, because of their nature being so mild mannered and agreeable, <laughs> are are good dogs <laughs> to wear costumes. Uh, so tell us about this last party that you had. Who were, do you have prizes, right? For we the did. There <laughs> were, I'm guessing there were seven, 60 to 80 dogs and their people there. And we have a parade, a costume parade. And prizes were given out. And the grand prize went to a family of four, uh, a couple and their two Goldens. And the Goldens were both dressed as doctors in, in scrub uniforms. And, and, and one dog had a stethoscope around his neck. And the other one had hypodermic needles in her pocket. <laughs> and the woman, the mom, uh, was totally dressed as a nurse. And the dad, the husband, was the patient. So they had a full medical look to them. <laughs> no wonder they won first prize. <laughs> and uh, then there was another one that you talked about that was... Uh, another one that I thought was very clever was a woman who was dressed as a, an artist, a painter, and she had a palette and paints and everything. And her dog was her the portrait she created, and she had a frame around the dog's head, and <laughs> it was very well done. What imagination these people have. This is a yearly event? Ha every Halloween, every October, yeah. And you also have some parties or some seasonal? We, we have a party in the, in the springtime called Spring Fling for dogs and their people. And then we have a reunion picnic around Labor Day time um, where it, it's fun for a lot of these folks who have adopted from us to come back and the dog meet oh. other people who have adopted and dogs meet dogs and and is then it we noisy? have a big fundraising gala. <laughs> is it noisy? Yes, it's noisy. <laughs> <laughs> Excited. It's Good joyful noise. chaos. Joyful noise. That's great. Well, now if you say fundraising, what do your funds go toward? 
uh, medical expenses are a big <coughs> uh, part of, of things. We usually have uh, medical expenses for the dogs of $100,000 a year or more. Some years it's been more. So um, we will, Guru will, uh, uh, a motto of ours is uh, um, we'll never leave a gold in, in need. We'll never ignore So a when you in get need. them, they become uh, they are owned by They're Gur. owned by Gur. And yeah. so you have total responsibility until they're adopted out. Yes, we Whatever do. Whatever physical and or... If they need surgeries, um, we'll get them surgeries. Sometimes we'll get hip replacements done. Um, with That's a, amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah. Whatever they need, we, we try to give it to them. I'm curious as to how many dogs you can handle at one time. How, what would be the largest number you'd have any at, in Arvada? At Phoebe's place in Arvada. So. 15 or so. Or 20, 20. Okay. yeah. 15 and then 20. if we have a litter of puppies, you know, it can yeah. rise That could be eight or nine right there. <laughs> Are the puppies also included in the, the rescue? Um, do you have we'll a lot of preference for poppy, uh, puppies? Oh. Yes, we, we adopt out the puppies, too. and People um, want the puppies. Yeah, right? those they go they like hotcakes. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Pup, and, and there's a fee for every dog that's adopted, and the puppies are the most expensive to oh, adopt, they, uh-huh. and then adult dogs, and then senior dogs um, are a little less expensive to adopt. So you work with a lot of volunteers, I imagine. Yes. And yes. what are some of the jobs? How could, we, how could you be a volunteer there? Um, one of the things we used to do, we're, we're totally volunteer. Our services even now are totally on a volunteer basis. But we started out in the, uh, it's called the VIP walking program. I don't think VIP stands for very important persons, but um, we have people cycle through during the week uh, to walk the dogs on the property. And each dog gets walked two or three times a day. Oh, fabulous. Um, yeah. It's wonderful, this a cadre of volunteers we have. That So you could be a volunteer walker. There must be 30 people that are signed up to do that. You can help at parties and events. You can help with cleaning the kennels. We have uh, work days sometimes where we'll try to get 15 or 20 people to stain fences, to do whatever uh, landscaping work needs done around the, the property, that sort of thing. Speaking of fences, you talked about having wooden fences. We, we do, um, for the FAST, you want to tell about that, the FAST oh, team group? Uh, we have a new, a new area that just this fall that's um, been totally fenced with six-foot wood, wooden mm-hmm. posts. And uh, that was largely designed to, as a play area for a group of dogs because we take in a lot of puppy mill dogs these many of these dogs are are very fearful and very shy and they just need a lot of extra patience and love and and in this fenced area they they can play without the just without the distraction of other people walking by or other dogs outside the fence that they can see and uh it's proving to be just a great asset. 
so some of the dogs are so shy uh, you can't really hand them over to anybody right away for you that's right do they get instructions then once you feel they're able to have a dog do you tell them what has worked for you or I'm sure that the people who work most closely with them really guide adopters on Mm -hmm. how best to work with the dog. Some of these extremely shy dogs might stay at Phoebe's place for a few months, Mm -hmm. and it's just a very gradual process to get them acclimated into what life as a real dog is like. Um, It's a difficult job, but a very, you need patient people yes occasionally when we we were walkers uh there would be dogs there that are were so painfully shy that you you could you could enter the run that they're in but they'd either retreat to the outer portion of the run or just stand there like statues so those dogs we didn't even try to walk we would just sit there quietly on the floor of the run and just talk to them and and keep our distance but and sometimes we'd have to have several sessions of talking just talking to a dog before you could approach it and then after you're able to approach you could maybe work to get it on a leash and eventually after a few weeks you could walk that dog but so it could happen in a few weeks time but they needed to see that you're okay Uh, yes now you you said something about keeper yesterday that he he welcomes even cats <laughs> because he, my cat. <laughs> he has lots of dog friends in your neighborhood and people here who walk their dogs. Yes. Keeper, Keeper is just such a loving soul. Um, and he and I were in visiting one time in the, in the suites area and a staff member who brings her cat to work every day, asked if Keeper was walking by and stopped to say hello, and asked if Keeper liked cats. And I said, well, he's never met a cat up close. And as I was saying that, she went to go get her cat, and I was a little (laughs) skeptical. (laughs) But her cat, whose name is Franklin, came out on a leash and Keeper fell in love with Franklin. Oh. He ad- and his tail went a mile a minute. <laughs> Usually he's a, a, a lower key guy, but he was really enthusiastic about Franklin. <laughs> oh, that is so good to hear. So uh, he has other friends uh, in the neighborhood and is, gives the idea that he is a safe person or safe dog exactly he's he's very safe and i he does have somehow give off a vibe like that because um people people and dogs and cats and we want to talk about the two of you in a minute but there was one other question i had well really there's so many more but um he had a, a leash a harness and something I was asking you about the muzzle of dogs, and we see these, but explain briefly what the difference is well, in some of these. A muzzle, uh, we've never used a, a muzzle on okay, a dog. Uh-huh. A muzzle is something that actually goes over the, 
the muzzle of the dog. It's usually solid. Solid, okay. Um, and keeps and, the dog but from some of these things called easy walks or the harness we use is just for a little better control or if he were in a situation that maybe we wanted to get him out of. Okay. But, um, yeah, we we personally have never And the harness went under its front it, legs. Yeah, under and, and over the shoulders. But And the easy walk tends to go around the head and neck. But both are used to help control and direct the direction the you want them to go in. Yeah. yeah. And also it eliminates um, pulling on a, co a collar on right. the dog's throat or neck, which, which is hard on them. Yes. Yeah. And the other question was you talked about uh, the amount of cancer that is found in certain dogs and what what they are doing. They're actually taking tissue from some of the dogs to do research. Exactly, yes. Golden, I just read this within the last week, that I knew that, go, that cancer was very prevalent in golden retrievers, but just now I have read that 65% of goldens die from cancer. And there's a research study going on now, and I can't say where it's being done, but I don't remember. Um, but they're focusing on those goldens that live longer lives, which might get them in, even into their teen years, what what the makeup of, of those dogs is that allows them to live so long compared to the ones that are uh, it's stricken with really cancer. really good to know that they are looking into that. And I think there's a lot of research going on in Morris Animal Hospital Morris Animal, here yeah. in Colorado has a a long-standing um, research project on goldens where they track goldens from birth basically um, right. and stay in touch with the dogs in their study well you know we've learned a lot about golden retrievers and how much you care for them and how much they're being cared for Sandy you had a question you wanted to ask about what else do they do <laughs> Well, first I wanted to say that the way I met uh, Kathy and Russ several years ago, I saw these two wonderful golden retrievers. And my family always had golden retrievers. And I think there's no better dog. But I was walking around Holly Creek, and I saw these two beautiful goldens. I went right up to the dogs. <laughs> and that's the way I met Kathy and Russ several years ago. But I know you have other interests. Kathy, you've been very involved in, in landscaping and garden work. Can you tell us a little bit up about your background before you moved to Holly Creek and even now? I know you go clipping bushes, <laughs> so I've heard. I think my background as to gardening and uh, landscape things is just seat of the pants, just because I was always out there. And then I was on the, or I guess I was the landscape committee for about 10 years in our old neighborhood. And so after we moved here, I volunteered to help with that aspect of the cottages. And uh, so I've enjoyed that. And Russ, is it true you're learning Spanish? I, well, I. Actually, I've been taking Spanish for quite a while, and I'm not nearly as proficient as I should be after all this time, but I, I do enjoy it, and um, there is 
I'm call it kind of a, a pickup group here. It's not officially mm-hmm. sponsored by Holly Creek, but we have a, a teacher that comes in once a week on Fridays, and there's about, the number varies, four to five of us a week that are just trying to get better at Spanish. I, I do it because uh, I love languages, and I started Spanish very late in life. I had a lot of Latin uh, when I was younger in oh. school, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I, I just enjoy it. Well, how did the two of you get together? <laughs> well, we met in college. Okay. Uh, at Denison University in Granville, Ohio. It's about 30, 35 miles um, east of Columbus. Okay. And uh, what, you want to tell the particular story of how we met? Is that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I was. The, my very first day of college, I was already in it was an auditorium class and I was in my seat in the auditorium and this young man came and sat next to me and here he is now (laughs) you brought him with you (laughs) it's great well now you were born where Kathy I was born in White Plains New York and Uh, Russ you were Davenport Iowa one of the quad cities Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with those well what a joy to talk with you and, and um, see what's happening over there in the cottage. It's, it's a corner lot, is it not? You live on the corner? Not, not on the quiet. corner. We're three doors in from the main entrance on Glencoe. Okay. And uh, and I hope people will stop and say hello um, when they see us out with Keeper. Keeper would love to meet anyone and everyone. And I think it's awfully nice to have cottagers come over here to the main building. Several do, but I wish more cottagers would come over to different events. Well, and Keeper Keeper helps us get over here on a regular basis. Oh, good. We really enjoy that. (laughs) We really enjoy that. Well, I know one of the uh, concierge, Jude, (laughs) will love all the dogs that come through the door and give them treats. But you have had a way of saying, Keeper... (laughs) It's kind of, well, most dogs, I think, have sort of a rigid diet, or not rigid, but things that they should and should not have, and so you've been able to give her heads up. Yes, and, and so she, she has, just gives them lots of love. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to ask a dog owner sometime if it's okay it is. to give a treat. Well, they always give unconditional love. That's a wonderful thing about dogs. And on that... We have to say goodbye for now. Uh, thank you, Kathy and Russ. It's such a pleasure just to see you over here. But when you brought Keeper, it was a real privilege. <laughs> thank you for telling us uh, all about the uh, what you're doing with dogs. It's very special. Thank you for inviting us. Yes, thank you for having us. <laughs> and that's Wanderings for today. So long. I love to go wandering along the mountain track. And as I go, I love to sing my knapsack on my back.